Okay, everyone, welcome back to the Chalban Shir. It's been a few weeks since the last one. We had a little bit of a break. We have Purim in between. Today, I would like to finish up this section of the Mimer. We, I wasn't able to fully photocopy everything, but we still have some of it for those that are here. The large audience today, everyone. <laughs> hey, uh, We'll do a little bit of recap, and then we'll, we'll jump right in an outside recap. We're talking about Kodesh and Chol, holiness and mundane or secular might be a way to put it. We have been explaining that the relationship between Kodesh and Chol is the relationship between the body and soul and how we have to look at Kodesh and Chol as not two separate entities, split there's the inside world and there's the outside world. There's the physical world and there's the spiritual world. There's the world of Torah learning and then there's the world of work. And these are two separate camps. Rather, we need to look at these things as one thing. We need to see that there is no difference between Kodesh and Chol. And he's really coming off the Ramchal, as we read in the last year, and the world of Rav Kook speaks about this a lot in the beginning. In many places, Rav Kook speaks about this idea, and I believe he's coming off the ideas of Rav Kook, even though he didn't quote them at this point. And in the beginning, most notably, the one that comes to mind is the beginning of Orasa Tshuva, Mamish, the first place, where he talks about there are three different types of Tshuva. Now, tshuva is a natural for us. It's who we are, returning to ourselves. And he calls it uh, Tshuva Tivai Gufanit, the physical Tshuva, and where Rav Kook speaks about over there is about how just pushing, keeping the laws of having a physically strong body, having a physically strong guf, that a person doesn't neglect their physicality, and at the expense of neglecting their physicality, the ruchnius also suffers. Because if you don't have strong kalim, if you're an abject Poverty, and you're not okay with that abject poverty. If you, if you, certain gedolim, they didn't, they didn't feel lacking, you know. I tried this in the Ovi Shaw a few weeks ago. What? Uh, so we make, um, if you don't take care of your your gashmius first, um, you're you're gonna get your rochnis. You're gonna learn Torah. If you're always gonna be struggling, you can never get to the yeshiva das to really. Get the spiritual side. Get the spiritual side, yeah. You have to really focus at some points on your getting your your gashmis and your parnas, all these things settled, or else you're gonna always be suffering. Correct, correct. If you don't have if you don't have strong gashmis, if you don't have financial means and you feel that lack, if you know, meaning to say the word looked at Ravel Yashiv, you looked at Rukhaim, Ayelev Stein and these they lived in abject poverty. But they weren't didn't seem to be bothered by it, <laughs> you know. And but for people that like me and you, if you don't have the financial means, it becomes hard to sit and learn. And we're going to develop this idea. Uh, he's going to develop this idea. And he's also going to give a disclaimer, as we're going to see. He's going to give a disclaimer, saying that when we get up to it, and just a little preempting a little bit, how he says like you still have to be careful with this idea because there were many. And then I'm just reading a little bit forward. Hayu gedolei olam. There were gedolei olam. 
that spoke about the achdus of Hashem <laughs> and how everything is all really one, the unity of the Rabboni Sholem and these Gedolei Olam. I'm not sure who he's referring to, whether he was referring to Jewish Gedolei Olam that went off or he was talking about non-Jewish spiritual teachers that erred in this. But we'll see that when we get up to it. We're going to see that today, Mir Hashem. And we're going to develop this further. Again, we're picking up in the middle of the piece. Over here it is Kisha HaTorah. Where is that? Uh, boom. Right over there. I think it goes to here, then to there maybe. Okay. We're going to jump right in. Kisha Torah Kedusha. So again, we see the world of duality, but really we have to see a non-split world, the world of non-duality, the oneness uh, behind everything. And when this Torah is radiating in our souls, it lifts up our spirits, it cleanses our spirits, and it opens up the eyes of our soul. When we see the non-dual nature of this world, when we see so then, so then we're able to see the different pathways of unifying Kodesh and Chol. On one hand, to be totally loyal and de- dedicated to Kodesh, El Ratzon Hashem, to the will of God. Right? To perfectly be dedicated to the will of God with no compromising. Do not compromise on the dedication to Kodesh in the Ratzon of Hashem. Mi'idach, but on the other hand, Moskei hachaim huchumarim, hachumarim, lo yachashu me'aviyimim, right? That the regular physical, practical aspects of life shouldn't be weakened and threatened. Kimish nirdafim al yidei kochos chashuvimehem, like someone who's chasing down its kochos hatoim levlil tios, that feels, again, feels threatened by them. We're, we're going to explain this. Adarabba, ha'orva kodesh nimshachim imaynos ha'torah, yikanu la'adam mavit mufla amalachto. Right? That a person feels, if I, if I leave and I go to work, if I leave kolel, or if I spend time working, it's going to threaten my ruchnius. That if I spend time earning a parnasa, if I spend time working on my financial means, that's going to diminish my ruchnius, that we feel that leaving the world of ruch, that we, we feel that there are two camps, that there's a world of ruchnius and there's a world of physicality. And if I leave the world of learning, if I leave the world of spirituality, then, and I place myself into the physical dimensions of this world and practical aspects of my life, the financial health of my life or my physical or exercise, I can't exercise because I'm learning, right? So I neglect my health. So you have a guy who just looks run down, but he learns all day. But he's weak. He's physically weak, right? So if we neglect the physical aspects of our lives, we feel if I, if I focus on them, I'm going to be abandoning the ruchnius aspects of my life. But the truth is the opposite is true. And the holy light that spreads out from the wellsprings of Torah, it gives a person a higher perception, a different gl- glance, a different gaze at his work. 
Basher Yakir es Hamashmos Hapinimis Hatsuma Shalavodas Kapayim O Yitzirusubinyam. So therefore a person could see the depths and the profound the profundity in things like dance or things like art or things like building. A person thinks, oh, yeah, like my daughter, she's, she goes to dance three nights a week, you know, she's been dancing for a long time. And the person thinks, dance, ugh, dance, ugh, that's like gashmias, that's like stupidity. The real thing, the real things, Torah, Avodah Hashem, or a person's a painter. I was in Sfas last week, which is why we didn't have the shear. And you walk around the artist kind of you see, oh, that art, what's art? Art is like nothing, you know, it's whole, it's nothing, it's a guy with a paintbrush. Or a person's building, you know, construction. Like you, you fix the chairs and you put the screws in the thing, right? So you think, oh, I'm taking time from learning, right? But no, a person understands the oneness behind creation. A person's total dedicated and non-compromising to Kodesh that they don't have to feel threatened by engaging in music, playing instruments or dance or building. True Torah is true Mabit HaTorah, is that one infuses the other, and they're not austere to each other. So here's where the Chalban raises our level to a higher level. On one level, you think, oh, these things are austere to each other. But raising us, our perception to a higher level, to show you that dance, art, and building, these are beautiful things. That also, right, I think Rav Cook wrote about uh, Rembrandt, <laughs> it's amazing. I was actually, Rav Cook wrote about Rembrandt that he knew how to use the light of the Oregonas in his paintings. His paintings reflected the light of, or, of the Oregonas, right? Uh, before we moved to Eric Chisarl, we had a, it's a long story, but we had to drive down to Washington, D.C. three nights before our Aliyah flight. And while we were there, my sister and brother-in-law lived there in D.C. And, we got, and he gave us a quick tour of all the museums. He took us to the highlights of every museum there. And one of the places that he took us was the, some art museum there where they have Rembrandts, you know, they're like original Rembrandts of Da Vinci's on the wall. And you look at these pictures now, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm an art connoisseur or anything, but they were astounding. <laughs> you know, they're like astounding pictures, the way Rembrandt used light. You see these Da Vinci's, they're, they're very striking. But when a person sees, is totally dedicated to Kodesh, you don't see, like Rev Cook writes, you don't see Rembrandt. In, in fact, he sees Rembrandt revealing the light of the Oraganos, not concealing the light. Right? And these things, they actually rich your life. And it lifts a person up when a person, this perspective, this attitude, this mindset, if you will, this truth, lifts a person up when they're working. And it removes the curse that was given to the land, that the physical life that had descended, as the Pasuk says in Bereshis, that cursed, is the land, right? This is after Adam Rishon sinned. And be tzavon tochen with depression, you'll work all the days of your life. But when a person taps into Kodesh, they see the world with a gaze of holiness. They see the world from a higher perception. They see the achtos hapashat, the unity of this world. 
they start understanding the non-dual nature of our experience of life and this world, they don't see this as a stira anymore. And the curse of life starts to diminish and recede. The thought or the approach of of the combination of seeing Torah and work as things that are neighbors to each other. Like a test in order to join. You ha- right, how do I deal with work? It's an isayon that I have to figure out how to navigate the shiluv, the combination of these worlds between work and spirituality. Ta'osi. That's a mistake. And when you see work and Torah as a stira to one another, something that you need to learn how to navigate, if that's your starting point, then both get weakened. You'll definitely come to a weakening both in Torah and both in Avodah. Right? The relationship between holiness and mundane is not the relationship of two trees that are planted in a field together. Rather, we said previously that uh, two trees, and okay, he's going to come back to the tree, Mashal, but right? Rather, the relationship between Kodesh and Chol is a strong, physically strong body with a radiating soul. That are drawing together uh, strength and the complementing one another. So you have a very good friend of mine who was telling me that he, he's very physically weak. He learns all day. And again, no one should take this as a saying not to learn all day. But he neglects his physical health very badly. You know, and he... Because of that, it's become hard for him to learn. And even his rebellion are telling him that he needs to take a break and he needs to relax more and he needs to exercise. And a stronger body, welcome Shimshon. What's up? Get a hug, high five. And a stronger body leads, a stronger body leads to a stronger ruchnius. So seeing the relationship between work and Torah Kodesh and Chol, as two trees that are planted in one field, is inaccurate. It's completely inaccurate. That's not the way to view it. Nakuda, Shimshon, just to catch you up, we're talking about the relationship between work and spirituality, uh, work and spirituality, Ruchnius and Avoda. These are not two opposing forces. That's one way to look at it. But on a higher level, what we see is the non-dual nature of our experience and that you need to have a strong physical body that gives birth to a strong ruchnius. And vice versa, strong ruchnius gives strength to the strong physical body. We're developing. You'll hear as we develop. Nakuda ha-hevdil bein shte ha-shkafos. There's the vast difference between these ways of looking at life is big. Because <laughs> in the mashal, uh, the metaphor of two trees that are planted in one field. That when you make a trimming or a pruning on one branch, 
of, of a tree, that's, that gives strength to the neighboring tree. Right? That when you, when you help one tree, it strengthens, and he seems to say, I don't know about botany over here, but he seems to say that's good for the ground, that's good for the soil, it helps the other tree grow better, right? That they're not impeding on each other's territory. So when you do something to one tree, it affects... In, 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 when you do a positive thing on one tree, it affects the other tree. Right? So when you machazik one tree, it helps out the other tree. Right? I think what he's saying here, I think what he's saying here is that what you do to one tree affects the other tree, right? So if... I think, I think the first point was the other way around. It was the other way around? If you help one, it, it hurts the other one. Okay. Like weeds, for example. You yeah. take weeds out, why? Because the weeds are taking the nutrients and the water. So it hurts. So if you, you, you get rid of one, it'll help the other. So with, with, with tree, they're competing. So mm. we're saying our first thought was that Ruchnis is competing with Gashmias. Oh, if I take Ruchnis with my Gashmias, would be better the way around. So I think now we're saying that, no, it's the opposite. It's kind of like two branches of the same tree. You fix one branch, the, the tree will be healthier because two trees do compete. They don't, they don't help each other. The more trees, the worse The worse it be. is. You put trees near each other. That's going to hurt because now the water has to be and the nutrients have to kind of be shared. That's why weeds are bad for uh, they take okay. over water. I think that's what the first. Yeah, yeah. Of, you're you know, right. Yavo, it hurts. You help one, it hurts the other. You help one tree, you make that healthy. The tree next to it's going to be stickle uh, weak now because you're doing that. So I think that was the original. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely before. you're definitely right. So he's saying just to recap that. In the muscle of two trees next to each other, Yeti, you're saying good. In the muscle of the two trees next to each other. Write that down. Right? <laughs> when you. Yeah. In, the, in the muscle of the two trees. Yeti with Yeti and also. Yeti, when you. <laughs> Yeti coming up big. In the muscle of the two trees, like Yeti, like you're saying. When. You, <laughs> he's cracking himself up. It's weird. Uh, in the muscle of the two trees, when you cut one, when you. When you cut one down, it when you r- get rid of something on one side, it affects the tree, the the other tree, right? So he's going to explain that. It it you're gonna, he's going to explain by getting rid of ruchnius or getting rid of gashmius is not the approach to do. Right. So you have to take them both biyachad. Right. Right. Let's see. He's going he's gonna to develop. shall so. neshama Right? And in relation to the metaphor of the body and soul, like we're saying, Haresha Adaraba, Chizuk Echad Mevi Mehem Yavi La Hatsamas Chavero. When you strengthen your body, or you strengthen your, right? When you strengthen either the body or the soul, that should bring about a strengthening of its neighbor, right? If I'm strong, that means I could learn, right? If I'm physically strong and I exercise, that means. 
that it's giving a chizuk to my neshama. It's not called leaving the world of spirituality now to take care of my physical health. Right? In fact, it's halacha. Because when the guf is strong, then there's awesome vessels for the soul in order to strengthen itself. And when the soul is illuminating, is strong, so then it's able to navigate the body in order to draw from the wellsprings of life. And, when, and in contrast, that if you would cut the, the wings of the neshama, it would weaken the value of holiness and our loyalty to the word of God. Not only does it bring down a weakening of the world of holiness, Rather, it not rather it's a pogam in the olam hachol also. Morid es haruach hachaya bo. It brings down the spiritual aspects of life. Maave es gasuso umate oso litstadim klaftayim umulai sigin. And what you wind up is is like it brings down the physical world until you have a sack. Full of holes. That's some expression that he's borrowing. Sack full of holes. So when a person is lowers their physical body and they're weak and they can't learn Torah, right? Because they're weak and they don't feel good. They're not in good physical health. So the neshama is not as the neshama is not as strong. And when the neshama is not strong, the body's not as strong. So these are not these are things that are not a. Uh, and opposite, these are things that are not asterisk to each other. And this is so important. I mean, he's developing further, but this is like one of the most important things. If a person neglects their financial health, <laughs> right, and sees their financial health as a stira, as a contradiction to the world of Torah and the world of spirituality, they wind up with not as much spirituality also, <laughs> right? Like I always think about this, like, and again, my word should be taken in context over here. It's not railing or ripping or putting down, chas v'shalom, you know. But you take a Rebbe, a person who's a Rebbe, what happens is, this is not, not geared towards you, Shimshon. Not geared towards you, it's just today's topic, right? A person, a person, a person, you take a person who's a Rebbe, right? And they're not, they, they it's not everyone, of course. You have to, this is a lot of disclaimers to what I'm about to say. But, a person who has no money, it comes out sometimes that they have more taivas mamon because they don't have anything. It's like you were saying. They don't have anything, right? But if you have a little bit of financial means, you have a little bit of physical health, so then, so it comes out that the person that, want, that sometimes, the person who wants to be involved in ruchnius all day has more taivas mamon than a person who just doesn't necessarily and has a little bit of financial means because when you're so in the negative and you're so lacking in a certain area, you wind up being, you wind up wanting that even more. It comes. I read this this week. A same concept with with Aaron. That making the ego was better than than just having machshav for all these years. If they would just had this machshav of, of Avodah Zara without it coming to action, it would, it would have been worse just machshava, because you have this in your mind. 
So it's worse. Like Taiva's is worse than the actual thing. You do the thing, it's over. So yeah. you're saying to think about it as opposed to having it, you're done. Correct. If you have a li- if you have nothing, then you want a lot. If you have something, then you you'll be okay right. with what you have. Like I have a good friend of mine. Right. It comes out of funny. It comes out the most funniest thing, right? I have a good friend of mine. He's a Rebbe in the states, and he shared this with me. I'm not going to mention his name, but you know he's he's amazing mechanach. He's an amazing Rebbe, right? But you know he doesn't. It's hard for him to have financial means. You know his financial health is pretty low. So what happens? He, he want, he's amazingly ruchnius, spiritual guy, right? But because he's a Rebbe, so now he has to work all morning. He has to work all afternoon. It's full day. And at night, he has to tutor, right? <laughs> he has to tutor. So it comes out two things, right? It comes out two things. By neglect, because, and again, it's not a shame on him. This is... We've spoken about this openly with my friend. I'm not trying to shame anyone or anything like that, right? Because he doesn't have any... Uh, he's a man who's amazingly spiritual guy, right? So it comes out two things. One is he knows what it takes to have proper chinuch and to raise a healthy family in mechanuch someone. One of those things is you need to be around for your family. <laughs> if you're not around for your family, it becomes hard to be mechanuch them. And he's very aware of that. But he has to be at night helping other people. So his own family... He, here's someone who knows what it takes to have a, healthy, have a healthy family, but it comes out he has to neglect them because he's got to help other people in order to have the financial means to support his family, right? So it comes out a backwards thing. The person who knows what it takes has to be the one, a guy in Chinuch, he has to take a step back from his own family because he's got to be at night tutoring and working all day. The second thing that comes out funny is the guy who's most dedicated to Ruchnius who has the highest soul, let's say, right? He also gets to learn less because he's working and teaching all day. But the guy who's a businessman and has a proper business model set up, right? So he's able to sit and learn more with greater leisure, with more freedom, has more time on his hands because he's not out all day and night, Rebbe morning, Rebbe afternoon, and tutoring and giving bar mitzvah lessons at night. So the guy who has, didn't neglect his financial health in that way has more opportunity for ruchnius benachas and to be with his family in the chinuch than the guy who, again, there's exceptions to this rule, et cetera, et cetera, right? Than the guy who's able to... So it's such, it's such a funny thing. Like there's a certain guy in the neighborhood here who's an amazing guy, not going to mention him by name. He's like half retired already, you know? And he, you know, and... He did well, you know, he does well, but he set up his life purposely like that, you know. It's an amazing thing. So he learns all morning, you know. It's like, it's so, so when you see physicality, finan- fin- physical health and financial health as separate from the world of Ruchnius, and any time that I'm going to go back and take a break from the world of Ruchnius, right, it's going to be leaving the camp of Ruchnius and now going down, it comes out actually, no, a weakening of Ruchnius. So the Chaban is teaching us that you have to see on a higher plane. You have to have both. And that's not a steer to one another because one supports the other. It was amazing. That is amazing. It's an amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, an ama- it's an amazing thing. Because I believe it. Because for years, they taught us the opposite. In Yeshiva, they taught the opposite. Going to college, what a guy. I was in Yeshiva. Yeah. I was in Yeshiva, you know, whatever Yeshiva. Oh, you're going to co- College? 
You go near your college and learning, you're the biggest, you're, you're the your biggest lullaby for it. Yeah. And all these guys are struggling. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, that, that's your life. You're happy with that, but you cannot live in most places in this world. You have to really have a good parnasa or else you're going to be struggling. Yeah. Unless you live in like, you know, like you live in poor places, sure, that's sure. fine. But America, you can't live south, maybe south Indiana. Like you can't live in Lake, even Lakewood. You can't live in these places without a strong parnasa. It's so expensive school yeah. and mortgage. It's just impossible. And if you, and if you're doing that, you are really going to suffer. You're going to suffer. Um, you are, you are going to. Yeah. But we weren't taught this. They, we, it's the we opposite of what we're taught. Shiva. There's an individual that I'm working with, <laughs> a certain individual that I'm working with. And again, every case is different, you know, but certain individual I'm working with, he says, he's, should he go to college? He's fighting with his parents about going to college. Not this, real college, fake college, all different ways, you know? And I make no bones about this. I'm a big advocate for college. I have two master's degrees and others degrees also, you know? And like, I, he says, you know, when in 10 years, I want my life to be that in 10 years from now, I want to be able to learn half a day and work half a day. So, uh, so Ruchnius is the main thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself into Ruchnius. I'm gonna have that in ten years from now. So I said to him, and again, you have to know each person and your relationship with them. But I said to him, I said, that's great. You want to have that work half a day and learn half a day. Make sure to get a really really good parnasa and education. So this way, you'll make a lot of money that you'll be able to work half a day and learn half a day. You know, and he kind of rolled his eyes at me. Uh, and we got into yeah, <laughs> a conversation, okay. but yeah. it's coming from this perspective of, well, if I neglect what we're taught, if I neglect l- going to college <laughs> or leaving, leaving the world olam ha-Torah, quote unquote, then it's going to come out a weakening in yourself, right? And this goes to even a greater kilko, which happens is that people are taught systematically to distrust themselves. You're taught, well, if you leave, if you go to college, you can't trust yourself. You don't know what's out there. You don't know. You're going to fall. Who knows, right? You're going to be involved with work. That's Be'etzema Yerida, right? We're actually, so you're taught, you can't ever trust yourself. You're, you're, not, you're not able to, you're not like Ne'eman on yourself to say, I can trust myself because you're so scared that leaving is now going to be the biggest Yerida of your life when really... The true perspective is to have what we're learning together is, and as we're fleshing this out with one another, the true perspective is no one's mechazik at the sheni. Don't ochre one. Don't neglect your financial health, your physical health even. You know, like even me, it's hard. It's a struggle because I try to exercise two or three times a week and it's hard to like pull yourself out of your routine to do it. You know, but it's a pro, it's, this is giving me chizik even more. I try to do yoga, go hiking once a week, you know. But, and after I do that, after I do yoga, I feel so much better, just calmer, stronger, more relaxed, more present-minded, able to learn more, <laughs> you know? Like, if you don't, if you neglect your physical health and your financial health, then it finds less time for ruchnius, you know? Sounds good, man. Okay, but we're, 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 with all due respect, we're pretending that if someone puts in some effort to working, that they earn enough to be able to then have time for Ruchmias. And while Baruch Hashem, we, lived in a community, we live in a community where, where people have found ways of doing that, there are many people that work long hours within the professional world and don't necessarily earn enough to then go sit and learn half a day. And on the flip side of that, 
we have a massive crisis going on in the Chinuch world where people aren't interested in teaching anymore because they've seen what it's like to live a Chinuch lifestyle. And the reality is, is yeah, um, uh, what happens when our grandchildren get to school and the only people who are sitting there willing to teach are the people who weren't functional professionally to get jobs and you don't have anyone who's dedicated Kulo to the educational sphere. I, with all due respect, I think going back to an early piece that we did about the body and how each individual piece needs to function on its own but not pretend that it's everything, meaning kind of what we're saying right now as individuals, if we look at this as individuals, then it's almost like we're saying, okay, well, the kidneys, well, they don't, they don't beat, they don't send blood to the rest of the body. And, and that's not the work. They have to send blood. It's a very important job to send blood. So they should also try to be the heart a little bit. And they should also try to be the lungs. And they should also try to be the, the spleen. And they should also try to be the toes. And that doesn't work. The system only works when each part is doing its piece. So part of... Uh, I hear what we're saying, but, but the, the, in my mind, the failing isn't on the individual. The failing is on the system. The failing that, you know, without... Uh, again, I'm not casting aspersions. Sure. If we're sending, saying, well, spending $120,000 to go to college, right? But we can't pay our mechanchim a reasonable salary. So who's wrong? I, I, I don't well, know. Well, this... well the, 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 let, me, let me say this. The, the, first of all, I'm just going to restate Shimshon's point over here for all the listeners. The point is, well, you find the opposite. Just because a person works all day doesn't mean they have time to learn. And... And a, uh, they're also. and they're struggling also. So let's just let's just be clear about this. It's not a conversation whether you should go into chinuch or not. There are many, many, many people in chinuch, right? It's not about whether you should go into chinuch or not. I was just kind of using that as an example in terms of what he's speaking about here, right? So it's definitely it's definitely not that, right? Without, and the same time is the same time as Shimshon. I would say that that yeah. Two things. One is you have to have total dedication to Kodesh also. That's what he says, and he's developing that. It's not just... You have to have complete dedication to Ruchnius also. Total dedication to Ruchnius at the same time. Right? You have to have complete dedication to Ruchnius, and he's going to say that's the Ruchnius that fuels the Gashmius, and that always starts with that. It always starts with the Ruchnius fueling the Gashmius. You have to have strong Kalim in, in order to hold the ore. And I would say systemically the problem is uh, I mean, you're involved in the world of Chinuch more than I am. But I would say, it would seem to me systemically the problem is that people are taught exactly this point, that one's a good to the other. People are taught that, that it's a contradiction. So if it's a contradiction, I could pay my Chinuchim less because cause it's Chinuch, it's spiritual. You want a spiritual life, you get paid less, right? Which is not true. If you're a rabbi in a big shul in the States, I mean, congregational rabbi, you know, you, you get very strong. You get paid out very strong, you know. In the educational system, you know, if you're higher up on the ladder, you get paid more. But if you're just a regular teacher, you get paid less. But it's because you're taught, oh, you want spiritual life? Okay, that means less money. Systemically, people are, people are taught that. Whereas spiritual life doesn't mean less money. In fact, you need a lot of money for a spiritual life. So I would say systemically, that's a problem. We're taught that one's in contradiction to another, systemically, even through the pay. What do you have to say, Shimshon? I see you're processing that. So of course they're going to pay you less because you're in Chinuch. It's spiritual. Spiritual is less physical. We have a system where the Kohanim 
focused on education and serving the community. The Kohanim didn't have a chilek. They didn't have a Yerusha. They didn't have land. They, didn't, they, they, they were not bogged down by the limitations of everyday living. And we do that specifically so that they can focus and be there. Yeah. But even, even from the point of Navuah, even from the point of Navuah, in order to be a Navi, you have to have physical strength. In order to be a Navi, meaning to say, I'm just being machazic, this point over here, like I don't know about the Kohen strength. I think the Kohen had to exercise, the Kohen had to work out. They had to be in top physical strength. They didn't see things as a good to one another. And Mustama, the Kohanim, were also fine with their lifestyles. They weren't struggling. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, in that way, I don't know. But even to be a Navi, to be a Navi, you had to be strong. It's one of the, it's one of the you had to be in good physical health. It's one of the listings in the Rambam's thing of the characteristics of a Navi, the precursors, was physical health and strong health. Not to see that if a person lifts weights for an hour or goes to the gym or goes to college, that that is... That is a stira. That's a contradiction to Ruchnius. No, it's not. If lifting weights is part of Ruchnius, it allows the Ruchnius to come in. You're shutting down? No, processing. Processing? Okay, let's learn a little more. He develops this further. And again, this is, uh, there could be more comprehensive discussion. I started this year by saying that there are, Rav Cook spoke about this at length in many places. Uh, so there's a little bit of preamble about that. But derech amitis v'nechonazu, and the true way hamidvaheret b'pnimius haTorah, which is illuminated, which comes clear with pnimius haTorah, hakodesh va'achol omdim shneim below shaklulim below shaklulim ekolcham, rakodesh and chol, holiness and mundane, they stand together and they give each other strength. V'lozu bilvad. Oh, sorry, it's not that they're in contrast to one another, that they weaken each other. Rather, they strengthen each other. And together, they bring out the appearance of life and in the national, strong, rich body. That our nation becomes the wise of all the nations. That is opened up from all the. How do you translate that word? From its essence. Its essence gets opened up. Just like we see that the ruach hamusser. The spirit of ethics and justice, it sharpens, it prepares the group. And it gives protection to people that work, right? You have ethics, you want to be honest in business. So the same is true when you treat the soul with proper ethics in Kodesh. He tenatzoch or chay netzach, right? Just like you could see like the, the values 
it, the, a person's honest in business, it gives strength to the business. So when you increase the soul, the nishmas hakodesh, that also strengthens the light that comes in. Uh, this type of look, it gives, it gives a more world-encompassing and embracing look on life, and it gives life and elevates the physical life, our existence. Because it's not only the spirit of ethics that needs to appear in everyday life, elagam nishama. The soul needs to. Chai v'yechida. The higher parts of the soul. Right? There's the Nahara, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chai v'yechida. The higher parts of the soul. Srichim lihivale bekumas hachayim shel uma. So the national soul, the spirituality, as we've been developing, needs to illuminate throughout our, throughout our nation. Heim yekashuas hachaklos. It joins the division, the divisiveness. Vahamus... And when the neshama appear, appears, it, it unifies all the dissensions and it starts to bring about the nekudas hakodesh, the point of holiness in, in lifting up all life to the base hamigdash. The house that is big, that is holy, that Hashem rests His name on, that Hashem rests His name on with our nation, that there is a strengthening of physicality, uh, there's a strengthening in the Shema that unifies all the dissension, and there's a strengthening in Panimi Satora, there's an Achtas, we see the Achtas Pashat behind everything, and then we get the Beis HaMikdash, Hashem's house. It's our nation and Hashem together. And this is why we need to strengthen ourselves with the wellsprings of Panemius. In order to hide in its, to like hide in its what's hidden, to understand and increase the spirit of it. As long as we're Working, we're only working on the revealed aspect, on the revealed aspects, the nigla aspects of Torah. And the Torah panemius is dry. Then the Kodesh only, only the panemius dries up, and the only thing, the only way you could find Hashem is through the Dalit Amos Shel Halacha. When a person splits and they only learn the Nigla Torah and they don't see the Nistra Torah, a person's whole life winds up becoming, how can I get back to Torah and mitzvahs because anytime I'm not attached to Torah and mitzvahs, I'm living in the world of Chulit. I'm living in a world of profanity uh, and mundaneness. Profanity, I use that word right? Right? And mundaneness in a world of chulin. So I always need to get back to that. Right? It's a splitting of the body and soul. And this is just a part of what we spoke about before. 
Shabias haruach hofas haneshama tuluyim be'esik barazei haTorah. Right, that the neshama coming down, the spirituality comes down and comes keeps circling back to this point has to do with learning the secrets of Torah. Ki rak behem mitbares melachas ha'ichud va'chibor ben gufa and neshama. Right, because only through pnimis haTorah we can see the true connection of the body and soul ben kodesh va'chol. The true connection between holiness and chol. Bein olam hazeh olam haba between this world and the next world, v'rak mikocham akodesh mizgalah biyofia. Only from kodesh it gets revealed; its beauty comes down. Lo kemim alachol v'sachlulo, not like someone who's disgusted kemim, disgusted with chol. Ela adrava, the ap, the opposite is true. That a person understands the value of Chol. And therefore gives it a Kavod, right? It's like you see like Sephardi Mekubalim had like, you know, the Rijiner, you know, like, had like amazing Kalim. So they have eternal gaze and it reveals the amazing, wonderful and beautiful light. So let us be Zoche to not see a split in life between Kodesh and Chol. Let us see, be raised to a higher level of perceptions and see the oneness behind everything. With that, everyone, good Shabbos. Shabbos.